Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So holding and looking, and the good of DeRozan. Turn around, left elbow, three off the mark. Rebound, Leonard. This ball game is over. So the Bulls open up the first of four straight. Here at home, losing to the Clippers, who have now won six out of their last seven. And the Bulls lose 108 I mean, we talked about it, but, you know, we, we went with the play. And still got to try to get open somehow, some way. That's why I try to I just try to break my cutoff because I think Batum switched out off the inbounders. They read a lot or switch a lot. So, you know, we could have we could have did something that was a little different or, you know, just, you know, try to obviously just get the ball in. But Alex made the right play. Little Zach Levine right there on 670 to score is Gabe Ramirez. Bulls fall to the Clippers 108-103. Frustrating loss, to say the least. And right now I get to chat with one of my guys about it. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He covers the Bulls for CHGO. Of course, I'm talking about Will Godley. Will, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Gabe, how you doing, man? It's good to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I know you love the Bulls like I do, and... I, so I have just like some other questions first, right? So before we even get into this g- game. So first of all, like, do you think that Zach and Demar like each other? The reason why I asked this is because they just did that stupid little video where they were like guessing each other's favorite things. And I'm big on body language, Will. And damn near 80% of the video, Zach got his arms crossed. Like, I don't really want to be here. Demar looks like he's kind of sort of like trying to like give in to the whole thing but you know trying to make Zach happy and I just I just kept thinking there in the whole video and I've been thinking this for some time like these guys just don't like each other well I think you know it's hard to say what their personal relationship is like but I think you know this cliche at this point with the NBA but like winning cures all right and I think they're both just really frustrated right now I mean both competitive guys both want to win at a high level Um, I think for Zach too like he, he had a little taste of it last year the first 60 some odd games where the bulls were playing well. And then to just like inexplicably fall back into this hole that they're in the end of last year. Now the first 50 games of this year, um, there's gotta be some friction there. Like I, there was that report that came out earlier in the year that said that their relationship was still good. So personally, it seems like it's fine, but basketball wise, there's definitely some friction uh, that they just haven't been able to sort out this year. Yeah. It seems frustrating. And then, the other thing is, like, you know, we know the relationship between Vooch and DeMar goes back to their college days. But I almost think that Vooch favors, like, favors DeMar just as a basketball player, not even because they're former teammates, but in terms of, like, 
how the game should be played, I think that the two of even though I even though I think that Zach and Vooch work better together in the pick and roll when they're on the floor at the same time, I think that's a better pairing than Demar and Vooch. Which one? Which of those two do you prefer? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that second one because sort of an underrated dynamic between the big three, I think, is the Zach and Vooch uh, two-man game. Whether it's Vooch on the block and Zach just on the near side. As a floor spacer, we know how lethal he is as a catch-and-shoot guy. Um, they run some great pick-and-roll together. So I, I actually really like them. But then you have DeMar, who's not as much of a spot-up shooter. Um, it's just a little bit easier to defend when he's not on the ball. And so you kind of have to put the ball in his hands, and then Zach might get a little frustrated that he's not getting his chances. Uh, the, the Bulls have been playing more through Vooch over the last few games, and I think that helps them. But it's just there's one ball, and those three guys have to figure out a way to – to share it and make it work. It's so odd too watching the games because when it when it works like the first quarter yesterday will it looks like a beautiful symphony. It looks so good. It looks so good. I'm watching this game and I'm like, bro, these guys figured it out. And then the second quarter starts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's frustrating so because it happens. It happens just with a snap. You know, I mean, uh, they were up 19, I think, with seven minutes and 20 seconds to go in the second quarter. Things are humming. Uh, you know, the Bulls are making all their threes. Zach was hot to start. Vooch had a, had a nice start. And then all of a sudden, in five minutes, the Clippers just rallied off 23 points, and it's tied 50-50 with two minutes to go in the, in the half. So something happens. Billy Donovan has talked about this a lot. It, it came up again last night where um, something happens, and they're just not able to, like, turn off the faucet. The other mm. teams just get going on runs, and for whatever reason – that those momentum plays, they just can't figure out a way to stop it. That's a huge thing in the NBA. I mean, these runs are not like isolated incidences. That only happen with Bulls, right? Like great teams go on runs. Great teams can get themselves out of a deep hole. And you have to be able to stop that and turn the momentum back in your favor. The Bulls have struggled with that uh, last year in the playoffs. It was really bad. And then, you know, the first two-thirds now of, of this year, uh, th- these same problems just continue to hamper the team. We're talking to Will Gottlieb from CHGO Sports here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. You're absolutely right, Will. Like, you're talking about these runs that teams go on. And, yes, you see it all the time. The little stat comes up in the the corner for both teams at least once a game. If this team hasn't scored, fill in the blank. X team hasn't scored in four minutes. Bulls haven't scored in three and a half minutes. Like, those things happen, right? But the thing that we can look to, right, because I'm a big solutions guy, Will, not the problem guy. The solutions is is – Stop playing the style of basketball when you're, like you mentioned, trying to stop the faucet from running because that's what's putting you in those positions. And I think what that is, what that equates to, what's happening in the present is that a lot of times it's like, I'm going to be the guy to stop the bleeding. No, 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 no. I'm going to be the guy to stop the No, 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 no. Give me the ball. I'm Vooch. I'm going to be. And then like, like there's too much of that instead of let's be a team and let's work together to stop this bleeding. And again, the irony there is that they actually look a lot better when they're playing that yes! way. Uh, that, that is like the, the more team-centric, you know, move the ball side to side kind of basketball. But the problem is, I think, all three of those guys, when things start going the other team's direction, sort of default to this, I'm an all-star talent. I know how to get my buckets yes. in my spot, so I'm going to go do that. Um, and, and Billy kind of said it last night, too, of just like, if I as a coach have the magic solution and I can tell these guys what to do, the problem would be solved. But 
for whatever reason, Ooh. they just, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. I mean, it's, it's just, it's not played this style and, and that will solve the problems. You know, there's a lot that goes on throughout the course of the game. I don't know if it's a relationships thing. Uh, I guess, I don't know what the answer is. It doesn't seem like Billy really does either. And, you know, until they can start to figure that out and do it on a consistent basis, do it game after game and not, I mean, these three or four straight games where they've had big leads and either lost the game or gotten really close. The Magic game, they had a 25-point lead. Magic cut it down to five. Um, those things just can't keep happening. And I don't know what the solution is, but uh, Billy Donovan's paid a lot more than I am to try to figure it out. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's great stuff to say, you know, to, to give that quote because that's interesting, right? Even if you have the answer, it might not, it might not solve things. And, you know, you talked about, you know, the Bulls basketball and how beautiful it is when the ball's being shared. And that's what we loved about Lonzo Ball. That's what he did so well. He incorporated everyone and made everyone feel as though they were getting their slice of the pie without having it being forced. And here we are understanding that that was the type of basketball that had the Bulls winning consistently. And somehow they just it, they can't seem to duplicate it for more than, you know, eight quarters or six quarters, right? It can't be a game and a half, game two games. It's like they hit a brick wall in those situations, and you and you you mentioned, you know, or we talked about, you know, before earlier that winning cures all, right? And you know, people thought from the very beginning that Demar and Zach wouldn't work out, but winning was kind of masking that whole thing, right? It's like that, that they were winning, so no one really cared what that looked like. And here we are, you know, a year and a half removed, and it's like, oh wait, yeah, hey, these guys don't look good together on the floor. And you're like, yeah, that's what everybody was saying from the very beginning. So it's, un- it's unfortunate to be in these situations right now, you know, but Hey, you know, here, here we are. I was talking to Will Godley from CHGO sports here on 670 to score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Um, something, something else that was frustrating me um, yesterday was the matchup between Pat will and Kawhi Leonard, because I was saying it earlier in the show. Will, it's like, it's almost like, you know, just because they look similar and they have similar games, that does not mean that one is a baby version of the other. And and I was like, I said, oh, so what? Should we call Kobe White like the baby Ray Allen? Like, what should we just should we just start throwing out superstars to compare our guys? To? I think that's what we do in Chicago. I think that's why guys get 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 down on themselves too quickly, or that's why guys be feeling themselves too much is because we lift them up to that to that thing. What were you thinking as you were watching Pat Will versus Kawhi? Were, were you feeling the same thing, or 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 were you, or are you feeling the opposite, Will? Well, I actually think Patrick's been taking, you know, a little step forward this past month. He looks a lot better. He's been in double figures um, for the vast majority of the games over this big stretch here. Uh, I, I think he's starting to, at the very least, figure out where he belongs alongside Zach, Wooch, and DeMar. Um, his three-point shot is looking a little bit quicker, a little bit more confident. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it, it's still, you know, a struggle to try to mesh all these pieces together. Um, you definitely saw moments last night where Patrick was kind of looking to take on the challenge of guarding Kawhi or going at Kawhi. He had a, had a play there where he had that baseline dunk, which was just, you know, probably the best dunk of his career. Um, he had a really nice left-handed pass across the court to IO for an assist uh, corner three. Um, and so he shows these flashes. And I think, like I said, over the past month, he's had the ball in his hands a little bit more. Um, I think the, the thing that he and Billy Donovan have mentioned as being like the next step in his progression is not just like catch and shoot and being confident doing that and actually taking those shots and not passing them up. But now it's about driving off those closeouts and getting all the way to the rim 
and then spraying the ball out or trying to get to the foul line and be a more uh, efficient scorer that way. So he's still got a ways to go. Um, obviously, I think that you're right that the Kawhi comparisons were always like pretty outlandish. So that, that's kind of the fun of draft season and, and trying to understand who a guy plays like or, you know, what, what the potential ceiling is. I think Kawhi is just, I mean, he, he's a draft anomaly in his own right being, I think he was the 16th pick. So I, that's probably never going to happen. But, uh, you know, you, you can see with the body types, you understand why people. Yeah tend to lean towards that kind of thing. Yeah, I uh, I look like Mike Bibby, but that doesn't mean that they're going to – I don't play <laughs> like him, though. Well, <laughs> it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Something else that, that kind of bothered me was the fact that Iowa didn't make the sophomore game. What, what did you think about that, Will? Yeah, it was a little strange. I think Iowa – you know, I didn't get a chance to ask him about it, so I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it seems like the kind of thing that he just wouldn't really care about that much. Um you know, that, that game is supposed to be about entertainment. And, you know, they're, they're bringing in the G League guys. Scoot Henderson is sort of the headliner there. He's going to be probably a top two or three pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Um, you know, he's got some really explosive athletes in there. Um, I probably could have gotten in, but he was sort of on the fringe there. And it wouldn't surprise me if he just, you know, whether it was because he's not like the most explosive athlete, entertaining player that they didn't want him in, or he was just like not that interested. Um yeah, I guess not Not too big of a deal for me there. Yeah, I guess, you know, zero representation is just making me feel a little bit bummed. I can't imagine. Yeah, we'll see <laughs> We'll see tomorrow if DeMar gets a nod. Yeah, the we'll, All-Star game. we'll get to see. All right, before I let you go, Will, I need you to look into your crystal ball. What happens to these Chicago Bulls, not only at the trade deadline, um, but heading into the playoffs? Well, hopefully they can get to the playoffs. They've got to make the play-in first, and right now they're in 11th place, which puts them right on the outside. Um you know, there are some teams like the Pacers who have just been, you know, I know they, they just beat the Bulls, but they've been really flailing since Tyrese Halliburton went out. Um, you've got other teams that are basically like, do we even want to be in the play-in tournament? Like the Wizards you know, have won six in a row, but like, are they better than the Bulls? The Hawks are like sub 500. So I think there's a good chance the Bulls can still get in if they are not sellers at the deadline. Um, but I think for, for what we've seen these 50 games, I think this is kind of who this team is, right? Like they're going to have moments where they look like they haven't figured out. They're going to have really bad moments where it makes you pull your hair out and question whether these guys should be playing together longer term. And for me, just with Lonzo being out for as long as he has been, and and that sort of derailing the continuity piece of what the, the Bulls front office was trying to build, it wouldn't surprise me if we go, you know, what is it? February 10th past the trade deadline and, you know, we see roughly the same roster we have. Maybe a move around the fringes, something like that. But, um, you know, they, they have some big decisions to make longer term with Booch this upcoming summer. Kobe White is a restricted free agent. So this is kind of their chance to make the case for themselves to, to be the same group and, and to play together moving beyond the season. But right now, I, I haven't seen any indications from the team that, like, we are better than how we're playing right now. I mean, at the end of the day, they're 23 and 27. They're outside the play in like 50 games in the season. This is just kind of who you are. Yeah. And it sucks to see you. Well, I mean, it sucks because, you know, you knew that they were playing above expectations last year, but you didn't think the deviation was this big, right? You, you thought, okay, maybe you might be in the playing game or sitting at the eighth, you know, eighth seed, maybe the seventh, but not 11th, like not like not that. You didn't think it was going to be there. And then you mentioned, you know, Lonzo Ball and LeVar was just on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast 
uh, saying that there was debris in the nerve that caused him issues. But um, he says that it's over and now. He's over it now, trying to build strength. Um, says that he's gonna play again in the NBA, but not sure when. Now, a guy with a, as big as a a, a a character as Levar, who would love to say that his son—I mean, isn't that something that he would say? Like, oh, oh, he's definitely playing this season, and then just eat his eat crow like afterwards. Isn't it? Isn't it concerning to you that he didn't say something crazy like that? Like he'll be back this year. I mean, all of it is concerning, right? Like it's been over a year since Lasso's played a basketball game. It doesn't seem like anybody really has the answers. He's had two surgeries. And last week, Billy Donovan said that he is nowhere close. So even if he gets to the point where he is close and can start, like, the, the buzzword in the NBA, ramping up uh, from an injury to get themselves back in a game shape, that's going to take, you know, a month or even two months to get himself ready to actually play in NBA games. And that's once he's ready to start working out, you know, cutting full speed, sprinting, jumping, that kind of thing, which he is not. So they're running out of season here. And – it would not surprise me if Lonzo just didn't play this year. Um, again, I think that completely derailed the Bulls' desire and, and plan to have, you know, this group back together fully healthy and this idea of continuity. But, um, yeah, I think at this point you're, you're wondering, like, when, if he will play again, not like, can he get back this season? Yeah, tough thing, man. Well, I appreciate yeah, you jumping on, man. Yeah, tell oh my God, terrible for him, for the franchise, for the fans. I mean, um, obviously – you know, he's a much better – he was such an exciting person to see because once you saw him up close, you appreciated him on a different level, right? It wasn't like he just brought another basketball player here. He was a, a true savant, someone that made everyone that was around him much better. And so it was really cool to see in real time a guy really coming into his own and then being taken, you know, before your eyes. It was, it was really tough, really tough to have. Uh, Will, again, man, I appreciate you jumping on tonight. Give me some of your time, all right? Yep, anytime, Gabe. Thanks. Of course. Will Gottlieb. Covers the Bulls for CHGO Sports. Make sure you follow him on Twitter will, at Will underscore Gottlieb. That's G-O-2-T's-L-I before E-B. Gottlieb. Make sure you guys go ahead and hit him up. Great stuff right there. All right. Uh, on the other side, Studs and I were texting a couple days ago about this topic. Something from Ricky O'Donnell. Speaking of the Bulls, uh, he covers them. And it was about, you know, you know what? Kendo. Kendo. Come here. Come here. Did you play basketball in high school? Oh, okay, okay, okay. You should have. You should have. You think you think you could score on a on a high school like if you were playing in a high school game right now? How many points do you think you'd score in a game? Twenty twenty five. Okay, that's exactly what we wanted to. All right, get out of here. Uh, that's Kendall, producer from BetQL. Make sure you guys uh, look from over there. That's exactly what we're talking. About. I wanted to ask a Randall stud. That's why, because he's like a regular guy. Play baseball. Doesn't even play basketball. And the question that was posed is like, how many points could you score in a high school game right now? Right. What were the what were the what were the caveats? What were, what were the rules within that? It's like, what, do I revert back to a twenty year or to an eighteen year old? I think, or that, is it my current age right now? I think it would have to be. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's two different questions. We could either caveat it as right now in your current condition, yeah. or whatever you believe your peak condition was. Yeah, I, right? I, I say we go right now. Right now, I say okay. we go right now. Take you're drinking a beer right now. You just, <laughs> you come to. I want to know. Such a great question. If you, you personally, right now, at whatever age you are, if you went to go play in a, let's say a mid-level high school game, studs, because we, I can't say like Westinghouse versus Whitney Young, like zero. That would be the answer. How many points I'd score in that game? But like a mid-level, you know, like a, like a Lane Tech versus Prosser, you know, like some two middle-of-the-road CPS schools. If you were playing on that, on that team, 
How many points would you score in that game? Text in your answers right now, 312-644-6767. If you got plopped into a high school basketball game right now between two mid-level teams and you were on one of them, how many points do you think you could score? 312-644-6767. I'll read your answers, and then I'm going to call Coach from Lane Tech Basketball and see what he thinks would the, the answer would be for me. <laughs> we'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Now, we've been talking trash about the Chicago Bulls all show long. And... Adam Staczynski, my producer today, we had a conversation a couple days ago because we saw, it was, it was Ricky O'Donnell's post, right, on Twitter? Yes. And it was, I don't even, oh, the the the, the girl that was playing with the, like, 12-year-olds, right? That's why. Right, I so here, let me, let me pull it up again yeah, if I can thank, find it real thank quick. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So the question is, as we get into this, 312-644-6767, if you got dropped into a high school game, basketball game, that is, how many points would you score right now? And I'm talking about we, we wanted to define the teams and not say like some powerhouse, right? But just some average basketball teams in the Chicagoland area. Just some average teams. How many points would you score? So the background for this the, and the reason for this was Ricky 
Well, this was a post on SB Nation that Ricky shared from one of his coworkers. And apparently a high school basketball coach, 23-year-old coach, got caught pretending to be a 13-year-old player. <laughs> and the high school team, as their own punishment, just abandoned the season. Yeah, as they should have. The funniest thing. I, that's, that's the funniest part for me. They're yeah. just like, no, we're not going to forfeit any games. We're just, we're, just, we're, just, we're just done no, for the year. No, Studs, the funniest part was when she got the M1 and she started screaming. And like, oh, yeah. Made yeah, the, yeah. Made oh, yeah, the, the miniature video, The video was so good. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, bro? You're giving yourself away. Like, didn't you see Ladybug? Like, you got to be chill with it. Like, don't go, don't go oh, so Ladybug. hard. Ladybug, that's a deep pull, man. Hey, hey. I haven't seen that movie in hey. so long. From the 331, not sure how many points I'd score, but I definitely would fall out. I was a wrestler in high school and Juco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that guy. When you're like, hey, bro, can you hoop? He's like, I can play defense. You're like, ah, oh, you're going to be on my team because I do not want to die today. Often 312 said, I'd score about 10 to 12 points based on uh, three or four made three-pointers and a fast-break layup. Drew in Andersonville. That sounds about right. I, I could see that. So I- a good friend of mine, he's actually the coach of the Lane Tech Junior Varsity basketball team. Mike Cole. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Dude, t- t- turn your radio down, bro. Come on. <laughs> radio radio 101, bro. Radio 101, yeah. you can't listen yeah, to right? yourself on the phone, okay? I'll, give, I'll send you a recording later. All right? That's what I'll do for you. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. So, for, the first question I have for you is, if I were to get dropped off in a high school basketball game, how many points would I score? Gabriel Ramirez, uh, you'd have definitely have six fouls before he scored ten points. So. <laughs> six fouls? You telling me my defense you is bad? Five. You t- only get five, but you'd have six somehow. You you telling you telling me my defense is that bad? No, it's that elite that you just be hacking because you know that's what yeah. you do. So, so now nah, you get buckets, you play D. I like it. So ten points. I, I would I would say I would say you would do you'd be twenty and ten with with four thousand. No, stop, stop. I would never score twenty points in high school basketball game. <laughs> never. I get I I'd, I'd miss two layups. I'd hit one lucky three, but against these little kids, I'd probably put them in the post. That's what I'd probably do. Put them in there the post. You go. High IQ guy. What do you What do you think the average person could do, Mike? I mean, you obviously coach some really talented kids, and so. The average person, if they were dropped off into a high school basketball game, how many points would you expect them to score? Honestly, the, this story alone is hilarious. I've, I've heard a lot of people that have done this for, for whatever reasons. But I think that, the, I mean, high school basketball is tough. Not a lot of people play that. So, I mean, I would say like 12 to 16. You know, these kids practice every day. Well, yeah, you know, you're still in the dough. You got the grown man strength. <laughs> you got to be able to. <laughs> You gotta be able to score against little kids, but you know they they compete every day. They play hard. They they're prepared. So you what know, is your, I, I give a grown person twelve. So you're the head coach of the JV team at Lane Tech. What does your best player average per game? Wow. So we have a deep roster, and every night, like we had our seventh man today, he probably had about eighteen points. So it fluctuates, man. Every everybody is up and down. But I would say the highest score is probably fourteen. Okay. Averaging 14. Yeah, on a good day. But yep. Damn, your seventh player scored 17 points today? Yeah, he had a good game today. He was ready. The seventh guy, he wanted to show that he should be starting. So like he's hungry. That's what I'm saying. You can't get adults coming out here like today's school. You got these kids working hard every day. Mike, how many points would you score if you got dropped off oh, into man, a high school? I was school? waiting for that question. I I, I couldn't <laughs> take it easy on it. We got our coaches versus player game coming up, so I'm going for 40. <laughs> Mike's Just saying. So Mike, Mike and I, we play basketball every Monday. And he, everybody says that he takes it easy on us. 
because he's that good, takes it easy on us. But I've yet to see a a, a 100% Mike Cole playing basketball, and I, I don't think it exists. And I, I would like to think it's because of my defense, Studs. I, I, that's what I think it is. How many points do you think you score, Studs, in the game? Oh, geez. I'm not a basketball player. I, but, he's, I, but, but, I, but Mike said it. Grown man strength, you know? You go in there, grab a rebound, yell a little bit, and put it back up, get a I, bucket. I'd, I'd be stoked if I got to 10. Like, honestly, I just, I've not, I'm not a hooper, man. You'd be so good. I haven't played basketball. I, like, honestly, the, the, like, I'd be, I'd just be like, just get me a three. Like, I'll just, yeah. I'll just post up and I'll get, I'll hit a three. Fair enough. All right, Mike, I'll let you go back with your business, man. You headed to go see Bitha right now in Bordeaux or what? Yes, sir. I got to support my man. Yeah. You guys have been great. I appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good one. I'll see you Monday. Thank you, Gabe. Love you, dude. All right. Love you too, brother. Mike Cole, junior varsity basketball coach at Lane Tech. Appreciate him. It's always good to have some friends that could chime in on stupid conversations that you're having on a rando Wednesday night. Nothing like it. That was good. Somebody was said good. from the 269, I would score two points because I definitely get someone upset to the point where they take a swing at me and get teed up. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Just get, get to the line. Yeah. Except you won't be the one shooting the free throws. That's not how that works. But I like what you're doing there. Yeah, I think, I, I, I mean, it's... What an idiot coach. What what are you thinking in that moment? And and you're making every single kid on that team lie, which is terrible in itself. You I mean that, then you then you're showboating to a bunch of 13-year-olds. It just makes no sense. My boy Max just hit me up, one of my good friends from back in the day. Says he said I better make my first and only shot down the court because I definitely ain't making it back to the other end of the court. I need a sub immediately. <laughs> Things that tell me you're 40 without telling me you're 40, <laughs> right there. That, I like it. That's what, that's what that is. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. I'm telling you, the most points I ever scored in the game was 26. When that's I played, pretty solid. Yeah, when I played, was that, was that a varsity game? No, it was, a, it was a sophomore game. Okay. I uh, but the reason why I scored so many, I always make this joke. The reason why I scored so many points is because two of the stars went up to varsity that game, so there was no like it was me, it was me and like a couple of other guys. And so I was just, just I was just shooting twenty six points. There you go. That was the game I blocked the dunk against Sen Lane Tech versus Sen. Look it up. Go check the videotape. One of my best games ever. I had a really good game against Lakeview too. I was, I was I'm a decent basketball player. I'll tell you that right now. I'm a better at basketball. I tell you this all the time, Stud. You and I play on the softball team. Yeah, yeah. I am a significantly better basketball player than I am baseball player. That's so. I mean, you're a good softball player, so you, yeah. that means you're pretty good at basketball, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm a solid baseball player. I'm, I'm solid. I can get you a hit, and break the catch, but I'm not diving, right? In basketball, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross you up. And no, get I get it, dude. I'm the same way in softball. So, you know, my sport's football. Like, right. I, I go a lot harder in flag football with the guys I play with than I do in like in, what position in softball. Do you play? In I usually football. play corner. Okay. I mean, well, you play both ways. So, but on on right. offense, I just kind of like. I'm a, I don't know, I, I kind of like just find a spot. Yeah. I don't really have a position. You're not, blo- you're not blocking anybody, you're not the quarterback. Yeah, so like you're I usually, I usually kind of line up as a running back and just find a soft spot in the zone. That's kind of my role in the offense. But on defense, I'd, I play left side corner. Okay, okay. From the 815, somebody said, I'm dropping more than Io. That's for sure. <laughs> Damn. That's a oh, shot. Burn. Unsolicited shot at Io. Come on now. Yeah, he says more than Io drops in NBA games, that is. Tough. That's a tough one. Because he can, he can hit a three or something like that. All right. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Uh, We got one more break to go. We're going to do a little Twitter time, give you a little recap of what's going on in the sports world, Uh, talk about Dexter Fowler again joining the Marquee Network. We'll do all that on the other side. So let's end this thing with a good laugh, all right? Twitter time coming up after the break.
It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. It's funny because I, I used to tell my parents, they, they'd say, when, when are you done playing? I said, I'm done playing when I stop having fun doing it. Okay. So I, it, the game was, the game was it, it started to become a job, getting ready mm-hmm. a, a, to go play a game. And um, that's when I decided it, 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 was, it, was, it was that time. That was Dexter Fowler on the 360 on the Marquee Network, just talking about his retirement and his brand new gig. Of course, he's going to be doing pre and post for the Cubs on the Marquee Network. I love his, I love his voice, I love his energy, I love his personality, and I think there was something about me as a Sox fan that really appreciated Dexter Fowler because the leadoff position was so important to the White Sox in their 2005 run. And we saw Scotty Pods, how many runs he scored, how he would set the tone for the team. And Dexter Fowler did that exact same thing for the 2016 Cubs. You can talk about the Bryants and the Rizzos and the Schwarbers and the Baezes, but Dexter Fowler set the tone, man. You can't play him. Don't play him. Well, you saw the next year how much that team struggled from the leadoff spot. Dude. How much not having him hurt them. Yeah. It was. I mean, they still got back to the NLCS, but the, it was much more of a struggle. Yeah, and then then the following season, they, I just remember them putting in you know a number of guys at that leadoff spot trying to figure it out. And it's so much easier to have a baseball team when your number one slot is a guy that continuously gets on base for you. Just seems seems about right. So shout out to Dexter Fowler; he's going to be doing great things. Marquee Network has really done a good job of putting together some quality content for you Cubs fans that are out there. And it's it's going to be interesting. And there might be some other things brewing from the marquee network that I can't necessarily say that I know about. Well, what the, why even say anything? I know. Man? I, I hate when people do that. I li- well, because I really can't say anything. Like, I literally can't say anything about it. So I, why say anything at all right now? I don't know. I don't Jeez. know. I was just trying to shout them out. Marquee network. Shout out to them. Hopefully no, I get they it. do well. I get it. And then the Cubs with their over-under sitting at 78 and a half. Isn't that low? Don't you think it's low mm. for the hype that that the hype that is around them? I don't think that's low for them. Okay. Like if you just remove the hype, the intangible hype thing, I don't think seventy eight is low. I think that's fair. I mean, I think they'll I think they'll be over that. I if, do too. If I were to place a bet, be. but I think that's fair. They still have a lot of holes. You know, they're not they're far from a, a finished product. Yeah, their defense is going to be good. Their p- pitching. Is gonna be okay. They don't have enough power. Right. That sounds so. like a, that sounds like an eighty win team. Yeah, they they like a nice little average. What did Hawks say? You're gonna win sixty, you're gonna lose sixty, and then the other sixty determines where you're gonna fall in the rankings, right? So why can't the Cubs be that? And of course, if they have a good Elise Meniker, shout out to my homie Elise. She's awesome. She does a lot of stuff over there. We got a, there's there's some good people over there, man. Shout out to the Marquee Network. They definitely know what they're doing. Uh, it is Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy the score. Got a few minutes left with you guys before we get up out of here. Um, so, you know what? Let's just turn it, man. Let's just go ahead and have a little fun on our way out. I like to call it Twitter time. A little bit of pop culture, a little bit of sports talk, um, so we can uh, tell you what what you missed in the Twitter's verse. Let's go ahead and do that, man. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know one to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. All right. Again, little pop culture, a little bit of sports mixed into one. I call it Twitter time. 
guys just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. First up, this from ESPN Stats and Info. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have each scored 25 points in the same game 27 times this season. That's the most by any duo prior to the All-Star break all time. That's crazy. Think about last year when people were uncertain whether or not the two could exist. They were trying to switch something up, trademark smart, get rid of one of them, right? It was like a DeMar, Zach kind of a thing, but a little bit better. And then here they are just sitting atop the, the Eastern Conference, both of them excelling. I lost a bet today. You know, you know what the bets that I hate? When your buddy gets in the group chat and he's like, guys, I feel really good about this. And then they bet a big amount, so it makes you not want to have FOMO. My boy Martin put a $250 bet on a four-leg four same-game parlay for this Nets-Celtics game. So I, I kind of trailed it. Tatum to have over 28, Kyrie to have over 28. The problem is they just won by 40. Ooh. Yeah, the Celtics just won by 40, so so Kyrie didn't so even have a they, chance. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, yeah. No so, one's no one's playing in the fourth quarter. And dude, you know, want to know how much money I put on there? I'll buck fifty. Ooh. Ooh, it was to win nine seventy, but I was so I thought for sure because my boy hit the group chat. You know how that happens. Oh, I thought oh, yeah. for sure I was walking away with a grand today. And needless to say, I'm broke. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Next one. Chirp, chirp. Uh, just tell your wife you can't make that New Orleans trip now. Hey, good thing it was only 86 bucks. Uh, this is from Jared Payton, Payton's son on Twitter. It says, talking heads say one thing about QB1, but dudes that are real life in the trenches, they peep game. Thank God I can actually say that. Shout out to uh, DWC Productions for this Justin Fields video. It's fire, bears, bear down. Did you see this uh, hype video on Justin Fields? So I bookmarked it. I haven't watched it yet. Because it's seven minutes. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it. But I bookmarked it. Like It's on the list to watch. Like, you really got to be a diehard fan to know the season Justin Fields had and still want to watch seven minutes of it. Oh, dude. We were watching. All right. After Justin I'm not Fields, watching that. Oh, I'll watch it. But after, after Justin Fields was drafted, like, a couple months afterwards, after the Bears drafted Justin Fields, I'm hanging out with a buddy. Uh, it's another diehard Bears fan that I know from high school, and he, we we spent probably an hour watching Justin different. Fields' Way college different. highlight stuff. Way different. And like his his, his like Way girlfriend's like, what are you guys doing? No, like, no, you don't no. understand. Don't understand. This is a right. big deal. Right. Wait, <laughs> apples to oranges, right there. The minute someone gets drafted, that's all anyone ever does. I'm watching. But this is two months after. Two months after I'm watching Doug Kramer videos all from right. Illinois. All right. <laughs> Offensive lineman watching them pancake people. All that's right, how excited all right, I am. All right. All right. But this seven-minute video after his last game, seven for 21 for 75 yards, like, what are you going to watch? Is him scrambling the whole time? It's going to be seven minutes of him scrambling? Can't be of him throwing the ball. Either way, shout-out to DWC Prods on Twitter for creating that video. It did, it, the, the little preview of it, I, of it, I did get hyped up. I will say that. Sure, sure. All right, uh, this one from the Green Old Dill on Twitter. It says, per TMZ, Governor Dill is now dating Margot Robbie. Did you see this going viral? Oh, this this whole bit? Yeah, yeah Margot Robbie. Saw, so apparently people were just kind of filling in everybody and saying that TMZ was reporting it. So like the Blue Jays started throwing their, their pictures into it. Everyone was saying. Well, I saw Reese McGuire was. was out there yeah. at one point. Yeah. I should have jumped on it. Margot Robbie is like an alien. That's how beautiful she is. Yeah. Are you a big Margot Robbie fan? Yes. Dude. She's not. She's not of this planet. No. And she seems so cool. Like, yes, she does. 
But that's why I can't hang around people like that. Like, beautiful it's people like that make me it's, uncomfortable. It's stunning to me, yeah, when beautiful people are, like, cool. Cool. Yeah. It, it, like, startles me. I'm like, why are you being so cool? Like, you're, you're like, on another stratosphere yeah. of looks. Like, I bet you she, like, she looks like she does shots. And that, that's too cool for me. I just, I'd lose my composure. I'd spill it. I'd just be all over the place. She's so damn fine. Oh, my God. Anyway, per TMZ, Gabe's broke up with his wife and is not dating Marco Robbie. Chirp, chirp. This from my sports update on Twitter. Of course, we're inside of Twitter time here on 670 The Scores. Gabe Ramirez, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan said today that Jimmy Garoppolo won't be back next season and he will leave San Francisco when he becomes a free agent this offseason. No surprise there, right? I mean, this is they, no. they, they didn't want him there at the beginning of this season if it weren't for the debacle that is Trey Lance. Where is Jimmy Garoppolo going? Ooh. I'm going to say. Is he going to the Colts? Yo, the Colts. I was about to say the Colts, depending on. on Colts, Raiders, if Panthers. They draft, yeah. Colts, Raiders, Panthers. Colts, Raiders, Panthers, Panthers at the top three. Where would you say he's going sure. of those three? Colts, Raiders, Ooh. Panthers. I'm going to say Raiders. Yeah. Because I, I think they're the least likely of those three to trade up. For a quarter, or to, to land a quarterback, because Carolina's new new coach came from Indiana, Indianapolis, excuse me, and they've had a lot of veteran quarterbacks in their day. So maybe they don't want to go that route. He doesn't want to go that route. Cost him his job. We we'll never know. But hey, man, still quarterbacks out there to be had. It'll be interesting to well, see and, where Jimmy you know, Garoppolo. The Oakland playing. connection too is McDaniel's, right? The, yeah, the, the OC. Yeah, uh, well, or no, the head coach. Head coach. Wait, you're talking John. about with Jimmy? Oh, from New England. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. right, that connection. Yeah, that, that'd be a good one. I could see that happening. They, they should have fired him a long time ago, though. Let's be honest. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know how he still has a job. This from ESPN, Brianna Stewart is signing with the New York Liberty, she announced on social media. Of course, she's a superstar in the WNBA. Free agency has turned a couple of teams on their head, the Chicago Sky being one yeah. of them after losing Ooh. Candace Parker. Ooh. They lost all their good players, yeah. man. And that's how that's kind of how it works, though, right? Especially when you're thinking of a fickle market like the WNBA, where if you're going to go all in, you go all in, and you win your you win your championship and keep it moving. They won, they couldn't repeat. And they had to blow the whole thing up so they can save some money. But at least people know about the sky and are interested in them. Tickets will be cheap though for the next couple of years. People are saying, or somebody said, who was it on Twitter? Was talking about the the young woman from Iowa. That's that's awesome. That she'd be. On the Chicago Sky Radar if they tank because they're going to be trash for the next couple of years. Either way, WNBA, Brianna Stewart, she's making her moves. Chirp, chirp. Next up, got a couple more. This from Skinny Toldum on Twitter. It says, Lil Wayne couldn't believe how big the University of Colorado football locker room was. So that's what Deion Sanders is doing to try to get recruits there, bringing some of the best rappers in the world to his, to his school. Lil Wayne's going on tour. You saw that? He'll be in Chicago in April. That. Oh, Dude, okay. I'm a big Lil Wayne fan. Like, back in the day for me, he was 14, fan of Lil Wayne. Super bars. I think he's a great performer. Got tons of money. This might shock you, but as a a white kid who grew up in the middle of nowhere, I didn't listen to a lot of rap growing up. Oh. What? Yeah. It's shocking. But you seem like the white guy that did listen to rap, though. I dabbled with it. Yeah, yeah. I dabbled with it. But nothing, like, I didn't get too into it. I I I got more into the rock scene. You ever dated a black girl? No. No? I do that, again. That's surprising me too. White that surprises kid, me. White kid in the middle but of nowhere. But you seem like the guy that would date like the one white girl from or one black girl from your town. I don't think there were any black girls. 
okay. There was literally well, that, that makes sense then. That that's why yeah. that didn't happen. It's not yeah. because it's not because they didn't exist and you passed them up. It's because they weren't there. They weren't there. Studs. They literally like I'm telling you, they literally there was one one black kid in my whole high school class. Yeah. Okay, but that's why you're here in the city, man. You get you know get a little flavor that's, out there. That's man. why I went that's and you know went to college, came to the city, yeah. get cultured. You know? I like that, man. Smart man. Chirp, uh, chirp. Yeah, my my wife's black, half black, half white. So it's, you know, it's just some, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. All right, this from Legion Hoops. Nikola Jokic is now averaging a 25 point triple double on the season as a center. Is that not crazy to you? Like it's hard to give him back to back to back MVPs. But a 25-point triple-double as a center? You can't give it to him three times in a row, can you? You shouldn't, is what I should say, right? You shouldn't give it to him three times in a row, right? Well, I mean, if he's if he's rolling. If he's the most valuable player in the NBA, yeah, then he it, should, if right? It's, if it's joking, I mean, yeah, you know? Dude, unreal. All right, so next one, second to last one. Sure, sure. Um, this from NBA Central says, When I broke Wilt Chamberlain's scoring record in 1984, the year LeBron was born, it bothered Will Chamberlain, who had a bit of a one-sided rival with me, with me since I started doing so well in the NBA. But I do not feel that way towards LeBron. Of course, LeBron James, uh, I think it's like less than 100 points away from breaking Kareem's record. And we're going to be all bearing witness to it, just like the, the slogan says. So it'll be interesting to see. Man, LeBron James, that's a that's a gang of points right there. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that close. That's Dude, it's about to happen in like two days, two or three days. So it'll be wild. Um, and then, do I want to do another one? Yeah. Nah, yeah, we got time. I'll do one more. Let's just end on a on a lighter note. Uh, this from Jenna Ortega. Wednesday. The girl that plays Wednesday in the Netflix series. Okay, yeah, yeah. Adam yeah. Family. Uh, she said, thanks for having me, Adidas, because she's now an Adidas spokesperson. Like, dude, you have one good show, right? Like, think about it. You're filming it. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know if people are going to watch it. You showed up because you wanted to check. And then all of a sudden, that check just snowballs into millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I need to have a come up like that one day. It must says. be nice. Dude, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like so I, that, that kind of overnight success where you just wake up and, and you dude. suddenly have to, don't have to worry about money again for the rest of your life. Sure, I'm waiting for it. I don't see this. Here's my thing. I know these actors, like, they love what they do and everything. But if I got that kind of payday, I would never work again. <laughs> I I would never. But it's the lifestyle. Ever though, work again? It's the lifestyle, right? Because now you got the big crib, got the big car, you got bills to pay. But I hear what you're saying, though, because I kind of feel the same way. I wouldn't be one that's chasing the fame. Shout out to Denzel yeah, Washington. I, mean, I don't need. I don't need fame, man. Just, I need money. That's why he's working. He's Adam Szynski, producer extraordinaire, holding it down today. Thank you, sir. Want to thank Will Gottlieb. For hanging out with us, talking some Chicago Bulls basketball. Appreciate him as well. I'm going on vacation. I'll be in NOLA, so you guys won't see me until Tuesday. And come hang out with me. I'll be on at 6 o'clock right here on 670 The Score. All right, mi gente. That means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.